please, please get back to me. My number is called. Uh, hi, Columbia. You listen KCOU 88.1 FM. Have a groovy time. We're Whitewater Ramble. You're listening to 88.1 KCOU Columbia. What's up, y'all? This is Whitmer from Nerdtastic, and you're listening to KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. day that lives in infamy for many in the college football landscape. Harrison Vatnick alongside a little under the weather, Jonathan Lidskin, fighting it out. He was a game time decision all week long. We didn't know if he was going to play about 20 minutes ago. We, we decided to let him start the game. We don't know if he's going to finish. Jonathan Lidskin, how are we doing? I'm okay. I apologize for my voice for, the, for those tuning in. I apologize for any other obscure noises you hear, whether that's me clearing my throat or coughing, whatever, but... With, with the college football Saturday we had yesterday, I had to come in. This was the best college football day in my life, and I'm not exaggerating. I, I said it right after Texas Oklahoma, which we'll get. Somehow Texas Oklahoma is on our lead today. <laughs> Despite, I, I, that's the greatest college football regular season I've ever seen in my life. All four hours of that game were unbelievably exhilarating. And then we got Texas and Alabama, and there were plenty of other games between. Ole Miss, Arkansas, we'll talk about a little bit. But just a wild, wild Saturday. Thanks, for everyone, for tuning in and starting your Sunday with us. Let's start with the shocker of all shockers. I quoted, I texted Liddy about it last night, the mother of all messes in college football. The Alabama Crimson Tide. They have not lost a game in, I believe, 677 days. It was something around that. It had been since November 29th, 2019, where they lost to Auburn 48-45, a three-point loss on the road against an SEC West opponent, something like that. The stat of Nick Saban has never lost to a former assistant. That's out the drain. The Jimbo Fisher can't win big games since, I guess, he left Florida State since a national championship team in 2013. That's kind of out the drain for now. I think now this is why you bring in Jimbo Fisher to beat Nick Saban. But the, I think the story more than Texas A&M and how great it was for Jimbo Fisher, I think it's a much more of an Alabama kind of story. This Alabama team, we talked about they were undefeated last year with the incredible weapons they had. They had the Heisman and Devontae Smith. They had Jalen Waddell, who may have been better than Devontae Smith. They had a Heisman Trophy finalist at quarterback in, in Mac Jones. But this Bama team, the writing was almost on the wall because I think a lot of us kind of really ignored what happened in Gainesville three weeks ago. Uh, they really struggled in that performance. and They were up, I think, 18 points in the first half and really let it slip away. And they came down to a two-point conversion, which was a, a pretty poor play call from Dan Mullen, which kind of is a bit of a theme for the story of Dan Mullen's career. And even the second half against Ole Miss wasn't great last week. They, they were up 35-7 in the half and won 42-21. They, they didn't close the game well. Even the first half, Ole Miss made a lot of questionable decisions. If they score on that opening drive, I think that's a different ballgame. The writing was on the wall for Alabama, and they just needed – if something was going to go wrong for them – 
it was going to get bad, and that's what happened in the first half against Texas a yesterday. They fell down behind two touchdowns. They had trouble making up ground. They eventually took the lead, but Zach Calzada made the plays of the day, took him down the field, tied the game, then win it with a field goal. Uh, how impressed were you from Texas A&M, and where does Bama go from here? So I was really impressed with Texas A&M. This is a team that they almost get beat by Colorado at, Col- at Colorado, even though it was technically a neutral site. Then they lose to Mississippi State last week. They lose to Arkansas in Jerry World. This is a team that had really high expectations this year. They came in with a top five defense in the country probably this year. They had some questions about the quarterback play, but we knew they could run the football, so we figured they'd be all right offensively. After a really disappointing start, this is could, could be a program-changing win. Oh boy! For, for pound Jimbo the alarm! Fisher. Pound the alarm! David Campbell right now is listening at home, and I probably just threw his phone or computer, whatever he's listening to the show on. Yeah, which program changing wins you don't ha- they don't happen often, but in a season where everything was downhill, it felt like for A and M, this was the, the high point of probably their program history. And you you know, I went back and looked at it, and you know what this game kind of reminds me of. I don't- I was about to say it. Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah, oh, from 2016. God. A higher scoring version of I it. Was go- I was about to get to that point. But go so, on. Bama outgained AM by nearly 140 yards. Um, I think a little more than that, actually. The difference really was Bama got stopped on thir- third down when they could have put the game away. Bryce Young missed two throws. A&M, back comes, back A&M comes back and, uh, t- and ties it. All right, sorry, and and wins it, and then really in the first half, where Bama's down, but they have a ch- but like they're not out of the game by any means, and Bryce Young throws a pick in the end yep, zone, down ten. So it was just really like one mistake like that, and you get a hot quarterback on a on a good night, and all of a sudden you have a recipe for disaster. So and that's exactly what it was. I don't think A and M outplayed Bama by any means, but they got the breaks when they needed needed to, and all of a sudden you're looking at Bama with one loss. And it's we'll we'll talk more about the Georgia Bama collision course in a little bit. But the thing with what Bama outdid Texas A&M yesterday, they had more first downs, they had a higher third down efficiency, they had what over 140 total yards, they had more passing yards, they had more rushing yards. If I told you yesterday Texas A&M would run for 94 yards, I would have thought they would have lost by 40. Texas A&M is one of the best. I, I would have told you they the wouldn't have scored 10 points. Bama had. The two turnovers were different, though. Bama had the Brian Robinson fumble in Texas A&M territory, and they threw a pick in the end zone. And Texas A&M had one turnover, and that was it was a bad throw from Calzada, but it wasn't game-changing. I, I think what's so crazy about the, the sport is there was no signs that this was coming. Like, Zero. Absolutely none. Texas like, A&M lost to Mississippi State last week. We, we both liked Alabama minus 17 and a half. That was my lock of the week. And I was sitting there during the day, I'm like, yeah, that line's not very high for a game that we all expect to be a blowout. Maybe Vegas is suckering us in. And then I'm like, but Bama's so much better than them. Like, how is A&M going to score? And then Zach Calzada does that. Like, I told you before the show, J- Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Chad Kelly, and now Zach Calzada. Those those are Except like... Wallace. Those, those are like, there's more than obviously those six or seven that we just named, but those are some of the quarterbacks now that have... Beat Nick Saban and Zach Calzada is a part of that. It's it's, it's incredible. Zach Zach Calzada last since he had taken over the Texas A&M starting quarterback has had one game where they've scored more than two touchdowns and they came against New Mexico. They had three touchdowns in the second quarter against Alabama. 
crazy. Where, like, so where does Bama go from here is what I'm saying. So, I think that for the point of they will probably run the table, the really only tough game left is at Auburn. I don't think Auburn's an awful team. No, oh, they're sorry. not. I was really especially wrong about go, them. Especially going to the Plains late in the year. Like, with Auburn, has a ch- it's shades of 20, 2019, kind of, and where like, Auburn I, can give them the knockout punch. And, like, I know that the score won't say it, but Auburn hung in there for a little yesterday against yeah, Georgia. No, they didn't cover the and As much as you could against the best defense I've they, ever seen. They were the first team this season to put up double-digit points against Georgia. Mm-hmm. They put up 10 points. Yeah, they, Bo, they made Georgia's defense Bo look, look bad count. yesterday. And they only scored 10 points, but, like... Yeah, no, like, Bo Nix has beaten them before. Like, wh- why can't he do it again? Like, this team's not awful. I think that that spread is going to be under 10 points. Yeah, I mean, it might. Like, Auburn's a solid team. I I like. So. I, I, I don't think this Auburn team's awful. They kind of impressed me in the Penn We were both heavy on Penn State when they played, but Auburn Auburn made that game a lot more interesting than I thought they would. And then, But if Auburn can't, Kirby Smart has a good chance. I, so, think this, I don't think this Georgia team's going to lose a game. They might lose the you know, Kentucky's their biggest, toughest test of the season next week. But if so. if Georgia enters the SEC championship undefeated, they can get they can clinch the number one seed in the playoff, and they can give Bama the knockout punch. So I was thinking about this yesterday. Here's the thing: now those two meet in the SEC championship game. Unbelievable story. Unbelievable game. I think Bama could win the game just because it it means more to them. They need to win the game. Like Georgia's in the playoff regardless of winner. Yeah, or but loss you don't think Georgia Georgia wants to? Well, end yeah, the they will obviously, but I think. Bamba will want the game a little extra, just to say. The thing is, if Bama beats them then and gets to the playoff, they're not beating them twice. So whoever wins that first matchup, if they play a second time, the, the, no team's going to win that game twice. You know, so You know who said that exact same thing yesterday? Who? Lee Corso. Did he really? He the exact same I thing. I didn't even hear that. So if, if Georgia were to lose to Bama in the SEC championship game, they're not going to lose to him again. In either the semi or, or national championship game, so George is set up in a perfect scenario well, right uh, now. Kirby Smart and perfect scenarios don't usually go well. <laughs> Kirby Smart and perfect scenarios usually. I mean, hey, they have the division point. title on the line I, next I'm week. I'm still very so. nervous that George is like, going to lose a game in the regular season. I know they have given up their season high in points, given up is ten, and the offense has been incredible, even with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. Last night, he, Stetson looked good yesterday. He was good. He had some good balls to like, Lad McConkey downfield. I feel like I Darnell tweet- Washington was back. He had one catch. I feel like I'm tweeting this every week. It's just, like, amazing that Georgia can go out with their backup quarterback and steamroll people every week. Like Especially on the road against, like, a good team. Maybe LSU last week. Like, listen, I'm not, like, trying to disregard Stetson Bennett or anything like that, but the gap between him and JT Daniels is huge. J- JT Daniels is miles when, better than him. Are we sure Daniels is like that hurt? Or are they just like saving him? They might be. They, they might be doing what they were doing. What they're doing with all their wide receivers, and they're well, kind next of next week. Next week's a huge game. Like they need him to play. Yeah, but like they're going to be three touchdown favorites against an undefeated Kentucky. Guess the line. I've I, my guess the line is Georgia is a nineteen point favorite. They're at home. I think they're a twenty one point favorite. Like we'll, we'll get to Kentucky a little long because I think Kentucky is one of the ten best teams in the country. But that, that'll be interesting. Any final thoughts on Bama, Texas, and before we move on? No, I mean, it, it, it's it's crazy that we have outlier games like this in the sport. Yeah, and I guess that'll that'll be our, our Georgia talk for the day. I, I've been saying also all season long that uh, Bama had been, that Georgia had been better than Bama. I've said that since week one. Georgia was a preseason national champion. I thought they were the best team in college football. I got some criticism for saying they were better than Bama, and now George is going to get all 62 first-place votes today. By the way, I think maybe my best call ever about this sport, um, and I'm talking just this year, like I'm talking ever, is that I don't know if I told you this off-air or on the show at the beginning of the year, 
But I, t- I told you that Ohio State and Bama would both lose a regular season game. Yep, you did. And I, and I don't know. I didn't know which one, but I said these teams are not good enough to just run run the table. Interesting. Let's let's get to to we'll talk about rankings later on. Let's get to the greatest college football game in the regular season I've ever seen. The only games I can think of what's close to this was one of the first the first year I started watching college football, 2011 Bama LSU, the 9-6 overtime game. Bama LSU 20 uh 19 comes to thought. After that it's like the, there's maybe 3 weeks in our lifetime that this is the second game we talk about. If that. Yeah. Like I'm going to I'm going to ask the audience the question that I asked to Liddy yesterday on a car ride when I was leaving work. I said, where does this rank among Lincoln Riley's biggest wins? I still have not heard your answer. I think it's probably his biggest win. Here's why. The only other <coughs> obvious responses would be Baylor in November of 2019 when they were down 28-3 to in the second half. Came back and won that game. They went on to beat Baylor, but they went on to beat Baylor in overtime. They already lost one game earlier that season at Kansas State. They beat Baylor in the Big 12 Championship in overtime as well. That's also up there for his biggest win. But even if they lose that game, I'm not sure how differently we're looking at Lincoln Riley. Because you know what happened in the playoff? They lost by 45 points yeah. to LSU. They lost, what, 63-14? Something like that. 63-21 in someone in that ballpark. I don't think I, – I don't view Lincoln Riley differently from if he would have, let's say – what were the Bulls that year? If he would have gone to the, the Sugar Bowl and mm-hmm. played – I don't know, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. And let's say he beats the Georgia backups in the Sugar Bowl, or even if he loses that Sugar Bowl to Georgia. I don't view him differently than you know him losing by 49 points to Joe Burrow and one of the great college football teams ever. You know, Maybe when they beat Texas in the 2018 Big 12 championship game, they rebounded from their loss. But you mentioned uh, talk, when talking about Georgia-Bama, they, weren't, they were never going to lose to Texas twice. What, yeah. Why yesterday was so impressive was if they lose that game, they're out of the playoff. One lost Oklahoma Big 12 champion isn't making the playoffs. There's, there's too much going on there's too for them much to chaos. lose. There's too much there's too many there's too many balls being juggled, as I should say, that a one loss Big 12 champion is far from a lock. Oklahoma needed to win that game yesterday. And down 28 to 7 in the first quarter, they easily could have packed it in and been like, you know what, it's just it's not our day. It's not ours. This is this is Texas's time. This would have been Lincoln Riley losing to a first-year coach in the Red River rivalry game. The last time a first-year coach won in that matchup was Bob Stoops. Many, no, Mike, Mike Stoops. I forget which one they said. Bob is the one at... Bob's the one who's on Big Noon now. Yeah, Bob's... Oh, sorry, I froze. Bob Stoops was the last first-year coach to win that rivalry game. It came, what, 25, 30 years ago. Lincoln Riley could have lost to a first-year... That would have been a bad for the Lincoln Riley narrative. But you know what? Down 28-7, he made a bold decision. His quarterback, who was a Heisman favorite going into the season, has had been very up and down. I'm not going to come out and say Spencer Rattler has been bad, but he has been inconsistent and going to a true freshman, Caleb Williams, in his first career game. And the first play he from scrimmage is a fourth and one. He doesn't get a first down. He goes for a 63-yard touchdown. I don't want to say that swung the momentum because Texas ended up scoring a couple more touchdowns, but it changed the complexion of the game. Williams had a fantastic second half. It reminded me a lot of what Tua did in the national championship to Georgia off the bench. Changed the spark. They came back from down 21 points. They won 55-43, 55-48. Kennedy Brooks ran for a touchdown in the last play of the game. Just one of the most unbelievable college ball games. And Oklahoma is still a national championship contender in my mind. What were your thoughts on this game yesterday? So, I think a lot of people are going to point to Caleb Williams, who now I think probably should be their quarterback moving forward. Has to be. Um, 
based on what he did yesterday. But as great as Caleb was in the second half, getting them back in the game and eventually winning it, I think the thing that people are really gonna need are gonna overlook is Oklahoma running the ball. Because you think of Oklahoma, you think Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. You have Heisman Trophy winners left and right at the quarterback position. Oklahoma's rushing game, though, is really where their offense stems from and where Lincoln-Riley offense stems from. Because when they're running the ball well, that opens things up in the RPO game, that opens things up in play action, all the the things that Lincoln-Riley typically likes to do. Oklahoma this year, prior to yesterday, didn't have a rusher go for over 100 yards in a game. I'd never seen that happen. 2017, they ran the ball so efficiently with Rodney Anderson. They haven't had a 100 rusher? No. Kennedy Brooks ran for 91 against Kansas State. Eric Gray ran for 84 against Nebraska. When was the last time they ran for 100 yards? Huh? When was the last time they ran for 100 yards? Must have been last year. Okay. Like That's crazy. Like, they ran for 100 as a team. Yeah, yeah, okay. They have a 100 like, rusher. Like, in 2017, Rodney Anderson would run for 100 yards in his sleep. That, that's how good their offense was. Yeah. Kennedy Brooks yesterday ran for 217. And so if they can finally figure out this running game and get it back, it's going to be so much easier for them offensively, and they're going to be the team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And Casey Thompson was amazing yesterday. And so was Bijan. Three, 388, five touchdowns, no picks, 20 of 34. Bijan, if I told you at halftime when Bijan had that crazy run, oh, yeah, he's going to run for 100 yards less than Kennedy Brooks. We'd have been like, what? Crazy. It, it's the high. The Heisman's gonna go to a running back this year. I don't know who it's gonna be. The Heisman's gonna go to a running back. I think Who's the Heisman favorite this morning? Um, I have no idea. I mean, I mean, do you want me to give you my honest opinion? It should be Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia. He's been a beast. Like he's been the best player in college you know football this year. I was gonna say Jaquan Brisker. He Brisker was, was great again we yesterday. Even, we have it, it is. 10, 15 Central time. We haven't even talked about the game between the, th- the number three and four ranked the teams top, in the country. We have, we have a top five matchup that we haven't even mentioned yet. This this was awesome, man. Uh, let, let's let's do a little more in Oklahoma, Texas. Just yeah. How how crazy that was. Starke- I'm impressed with Sarkeesian. I went. I thought he coached a good game. Yesterday. I think they got it right. I think I, I I said that when they hired him, and they're what now. Four and two, and I think they still got it right. Yeah, they they lost to Arkansas. And they lost. That's the two best teams in their schedule. Yeah, I mean, so I, Stark wasn't the reason they lost that game yesterday. They lost because they fumbled the kickoff and they they just didn't execute. Listen, and we, that, we that, kind of, and if Oklahoma lost, nowhere near Lincoln Riley's blunt falls. And, and listen, like we kind of knew coming in, he had the offensive personnel to to be good in, in year one, um, just because like it's Texas and like they always recruit. It's just about getting the coach right. I think. It's gonna take him a year or two to figure out some defensive stuff, because like, yeah, that, granted, that, that, like, that was the only part. I don't expect him to out scheme Lincoln Riley in in year one. No, but, but, but also, he did for a while yesterday. They, you, I look back at it a little bit. I go in. No, we're, no. Watch, we're watching Jets Falcons right now on on our monitor. Um, the thing for for Sarkeesian and Texas. They had a 75-yard touchdown on the first play of the game on a play that should have gotten four yards. They had a block punt, and they had a very long touchdown pass on busted coverage. They had basically two and a half touchdowns handed to them. The, the beginning of the game yesterday, it kind of felt like that divisional matchup between the Chiefs and the Texans from a couple years yes. ago, where the, yes. Texans, the Texans had a bunch of fluke plays to start the game, and it was, it was like, the, I think, 24 nothing, right? And 
Like, ta- like Texas was in control the entire first half. But, like, it never really felt like it was over beca- because of those fluke plays. Like, it reminded me a lot of the Oklahoma-Bama game in 2018. I kept retweeting that the tweet I sent out. I'm like, this, I feel like I'm re-watching Bama versus Oklahoma 2018. But except the fact that this is if Oklahoma actually made the comeback. <coughs> if they were able to get stopped two a couple times in that game, I was, I was high on that very Oklahoma team a lot. Uh, any final thoughts on this game before we should move to Iowa-Penn State? It was what a game! It was a classic. I, even, I love Red River. Even man. the highlights, for, I, I did the highlights for the station on that game yesterday. It was just like I had chills, just like saying Kennedy Brooks breaks tackles, goes to the end zone. Oklahoma wins. I was like, it's I can't believe the that the, Ken, the Kennedy Brooks direct snap run. is it's going to be the cover in, of all covers. Oklahoma's a three and a half point favorite. The Kennedy Brooks direct snap run to win the game is going to be in college football highlight videos for years, like for, for decades. Like that, that was, the, that was the best Red River game I've ever seen, and that was maybe maybe the best regular season college football game I've ever seen. All right, let's spend a little bit on Iowa Penn State. Twenty three twenty win for Iowa. Iowa's number three in the country. Penn State number four. Sean Clifford. I didn't see too much of this game. Sean Clifford got injured in the first half. On what play do you remember? It was at the end of the first half. He got hit as he threw, and I think it was a rib injury. I'm not okay. not sure the specifics of it. Well, Clifford had a good first half. Fifteen of twenty five, one forty six. Did throw two picks. But this backup may have been worse. Ty, Tyquan Robbins, Tyquan Robertson. Yeah, he was terrible. And he was. He had a poor performance. Tyquan Ta- Robertson. He was uh, seven of twenty-one for thirty-four yards and two picks. When every time Penn State had the ball, I thought they were punting, and that's what they did every drive in the second half. Spencer Petras wasn't great. That's where to start. I think he was one first first nine. Bounce back. Seventeen of thirty-one, one ninety-five, two touchdowns <laughs> and a pick. QBR of fifty point one. Not awful. They ran the ball. Tyler Goodson, 88 rushing yards. That's exactly what they needed. The reverse, I still have not seen much of this game. I still have to go back and watch more of this game because there was so much going on yesterday afternoon. The reverse pass they had that scored the winning touchdown, insane. Yeah, no, it was was a good play call. It It was a good play call. And just like, there are a couple of things to take away from this game. First of all, when, when, in the first half, Clifford threw two interceptions and they were still dominating the game. I think it was 17-3 when he left. It just like it, it looked like it looked like athletes athletes against not so good athletes. And like I say that that's nothing against Iowa. They're a really good football team, but they don't have the athletes of Penn State in really any aspect. Maybe in the secondary, but that's it. It feels like James. That's a game change. Franklin should win. Also, especially when you're up 14 points. Like, I'm looking at it right now, and the thing I was most disappointed was Penn State had 10 penalties, and I think nine of them were on offense. They continuously got false starts because James Franklin refused to use a silent count at Kinnick. I don't get it. It's like, did you not expect the stadium to be loud? It's freaking Iowa, man. Like, man, what, we should have been there. What, what are you? What are you waiting for? Like. I think even with Rob- Robertson having to come in, Penn State could have won this game. And Well, like the difference in Lincoln Riley and uh, James Franklin is that Lincoln Riley was able to win with his backup quarterback, James Franklin Gordon. Just I mean, say that. I-, I like Franklin. It's so just, do I. I think that was a disaster from a coaching standpoint yesterday. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that loss is kind of on him. I don't, I don't think Penn State's out necessarily. No, Penn State's, they, have you seen the schedule? Their, their schedule's really tough. Ten, they play three more top ten teams. So they they have a chance. Like it's gonna be really tough to win all three of those, but and the, the most notable one is they gotta go to the shoe. So what what's the order of those games? They play 
Ohio State Week 9, I think Michigan Week 12, Michigan State Week 13, I want to say. I'm going to double check it now. It's Penn State football. Penn State, okay, Michigan. So they have Illinois at home next week. Or sorry, they have a bye. They have, I'm watching their bye. They have Illinois at home. When? They go to Ohio State. They go to Maryland. They host Michigan. They host Rutgers. They go to Michigan State. If they lose against Ohio State, the season's over. Or playoff chances are over. I, I think Ohio State's a lot better than Penn State. I don't. We don't know the severity of Clifford's injury. I'm not sure Penn State can beat Ohio State. If Ohio Clifford, State looks a lot better than they did at the start of the year. Yes, they do. If I think if Clifford is healthy and on the field, it's a toss-up game. I, I think Penn State's really good. Yeah, the defense. I think did Brisk have another pick yesterday? Yeah, he did, but it was off a deflection, I think. Pick is still a pick. He had nine tackles, a tackle for a loss, and a pick. That's that's one of the ten best players in the sport. Uh, I feel like, like there's not that much to talk about this game because like it wasn't Texas and Alabama, it wasn't Texas Oklahoma. It was it was a Big Ten game. It was twenty three twenty. There was a lot of punts, a lot of defense. It was a good game. How good is I? We both are, when we do our rankings, we're both gonna have Iowa's top. I mean, go look teams. at Iowa's schedule. They're they're Iowa's playoff hopes are kind of gonna like twenty fifteen come down to one game. You don't think one? Does one last? We can go through playoff scenarios for an hour and a half. But does is there any way Iowa goes to the Big Ten Championship, loses, and still gets in? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Unless the Big Ten Champion somehow has two losses. Where do you think Iowa slips up on their schedule? Nowhere. Wisconsin's I, terrible. I'm not sure Wisconsin's going to make a bowl game. I'm not either. They beat Illinois yesterday, though. I'm glad they beat Illinois. So, so maybe they will. But, like, Nebraska can't win one-possession games, so they won't lose to them. But... I don't know. I, I, I think, no, no, I, no, no, I think no, no, Iowa no, no, finishes no, no, no. twelve and zero at Nebraska on a Friday at twelve thirty. Tell me that's not a trap game. At Nebraska, it's the Friday. They after never lose to them, and Nebraska can't win one score games. But Nebraska, at home. Go to Nebraska lost by upset streak yesterday. Okay, so we think Iowa's in the driver's seat. They're going to go to when we we'll see them in Indianapolis. They'll be they'll be summer. undefeated when we see them play. Who are they going to be playing? Three. Ohio two. State. Good answer. Not Michigan? No, I think Michigan's really good, but like... What if Michigan beats Ohio? Like, I think the Big Ten... We, we could go through Big Ten chaos scenarios for like three hours. Like, but, what if Michigan State beats listen, Michigan, but Michigan beats Ohio State? But Ohio State I, I think, I think you, State. Could talk, you could talk to me, Penn State, Ohio State, all you want. The Big Ten championship, Big Ten East is going to come down to either Penn State, Michigan, week, thir- week 12, or Ohio State, Michigan, week 13. This is the best Big Ten season I can ever think of. 2015 is close. But this Big Ten is absolutely. But the, Mich- these teams are the Michigan these, State Spartans. They're actually a good team. These teams are better than tw- twenty fifteen. Yeah, though. these are all playoff teams. Well, I don't know if Michigan. But. Ohio State was the best team in the Big Ten in twenty fifteen. Yeah, and they didn't make the, they didn't even make their conference championship. Yep. And then the next, the next, you know, the next year was even wilder. Right? It's wild, it's wild. Twenty sixteen was better when Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State were all playoff contenders. Twenty sixteen Wisconsin wasn't a playoff contender. That yeah. was the year they went like nine and three. No, they were ten and two in the regular season, right? Oh no, they lost to. L- you're, th- no. you're thinking of 2017 when Wisconsin finished 12 okay, and 0. No, no, but sorry, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State were all in the top five. Yeah, that, that year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay. Um, what games should we talk about? Uh, quickly, Ole Miss, Arkansas. That, those teams like weren't really playing for much, but man, that was a I wild mean, game. It was basically a de facto elimination game for the New Year's Six. Yeah. Like, it literally felt like the 2015 Iowa, uh, or sorry, not Iowa, uh, Ole Miss versus Arkansas game. It was. It was a great game. It just kind of got overshadowed by Red River, which was going on at the same time. Like, I, I think, oh, well, I think both these teams are really good, and I think they both proved it. And I'll be very excited to see probably 
Ole Miss and what? The, the Sugar Bowl at the very best? Man, I, I really wish Ole Miss didn't shoot themselves in the foot against Alabama. I really wish they actually showed up and played that game. Lane Kiffin, I'll think the room. I love Lane Kiffin, though. Lane no, Kiffin I'm, I'm a Lane Kiffin coaches. supporter. He just tries to overcoach sometimes. Yeah, that was a fun game. KJ Jefferson's really good. I like <laughs> what, what Sam Pittman's doing at Arkansas is what Eli Drinkwood should be doing at Missouri, but he's clearly not. But it's okay. Uh, Michigan's not bad. Michigan beat Nebraska 32-29. Your upset streak ended. How do you feel? Um, it was a tough one to lose, especially considering Nebraska had the ball with two minutes to go in a tie game. Um, they fumble it away, and Michigan Strip kicks back. a field goal. And all of a sudden, my upset streak's gone, which, you know, it sucks. But my like, upset streak's 500 after a great start. I'll take five and one. I have to... <clears throat> I have to win one more on the year to finish, or two more on the year to finish over 500. I'm three and three. So yeah, we're we're, we're trying to make a bowl game right now. We're kind of like Missouri. We have a tough schedule ahead. It's <laughs> it's some tough stuff. Uh, Cincinnati destroyed Temple on Friday. We both have Cincinnati in the top four, correct? We yeah, I mean th- their, I, I, I their path to the playoff, I think, is is clear as day. It's, it's up to the committee. I don't remember if I said this on here. I don't think I did, but I'm gonna say it now. This is Cincinnati's <laughs> opportunity to do something that. They need to do, but it's not a requirement. They need to put up 55, 60 points every game. You've already played your two toughest games. You've went to Indiana and won. You've went to Notre Dame and won. You need to win all of these American games 52-3 to like they did on Friday. They need to realize we, like, we're probably going to get in, but, again, nothing's a guarantee. We need to run the table and pad the stats. We need to average 55 points per game and be giving up less than 15. And I think they will. Like, That's what, I think Luke Fickle knows that. That's the, why the, they were they were kept going against Temple. It wasn't at halftime when they're up, I think, 25 points. They kept the foot on the gas. Their, their second toughest game is next week against UCF, I, and that's a I'm UCF sure team without Dylan Gabriel. So, Dude, he, Gus, Gus is coaching big games. Like the, ga- don't, the ga- don't sleep. I, I'm probably going to take Central Florida spread next week. The, the game you really want to watch out for is with them is SMU. To SMU, where's that game? It's it's in Cincy. Okay. And like, I, listen, SMU's good. Cincy is Miles better than SMU. Yeah, SMU's SMU has good quarterback play. They're high offense, high offensive power team. But like, Cincinnati has NFL players. Like they should they should blow them out. So yeah. I I think Cincinnati's gonna run the table, and I think it'll it'll be with relative ease. Let's up that special. What do you got? So this is I woke up late today, so this is real, I'm really unprepared for this. Yeah. Um. I can I just, um, I just run with mine. Yeah, go ahead. If Texas is unranked, I have Texas beating Oklahoma State. Okay. If not, I will tweet out my prediction at Harrison Vapnik. I don't think Texas is going to be ranked. I think, I think there's too many teams that are going to jump in, including Texas A&M. You know, I've kind of convinced my – like, I could, I could take the easy way out here and take Boston College to defeat NC State, but, like, I don't want to because – If you're not going to, then – oh, they just scored a touchdown. That, that feels too obvious. Oh, no, they didn't. Wilson oh. missed the throw. <laughs> what else is new? If you want to – I would take that if, if – Go, you, go ahead. It's all yours because I want to take the other one. Take the, the other one. I'm taking Tennessee to beat Ole Miss. Tennessee's not bad. Tennessee's good. Lane Kiffin revenge game. Heupel's got them on the rise. I, th- I think Tennessee could, could very easily win this game at, at home. We're trying to get the Manning cast for the game. Are we going to get that? I hope so, man. Like, Man, that'd be great. That would, that would be unbelievable. But, yeah, I'll take, I'll, take, I'll take Tennessee to beat Ole Miss. All right, uh, rankings. Give me your top ten. Okay. Your, your playoff and then your team's not. Um, my playoff right now is Georgia one. I think they should get all sixty all sixty two AP votes for number one this week. Two Iowa, who I really like. What? what? Oh no, I thought the Jets fumbled. Oh, two two Iowa, three Cincinnati. You'll hate me on this one. I have Alabama at four above Oklahoma. I 
need to see a full good game out of Oklahoma. Yeah, you don't want to see 21-point comebacks against one of 10. This te- true or false, Texas is like one of your 15 best teams in the country. They have them at 14. Okay, so you don't think of impressive. They didn't play well the first half yesterday, though. They won the game, Liddy. I know they did, but the sport isn't who, just about who winning. Team, who are your teams in the hunt? The sport Go, isn't just about winning and losing. I've heard enough. Teams in the hunt. Uh, Oklahoma, how many do you want? Three? Four, o- Oklahoma. Four. I have Oklahoma five, Penn State six, Oregon seven. Ohio State, Michigan, Kentucky trailing closely behind. I have Georgia one like I have all season long, and now people, everyone's starting to agree with me. I have Iowa two. Oklahoma three. Cincinnati four. My team's in the hunt. In this order, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Penn State, and then Kentucky, Michigan to follow. Oklahoma's one of the three best teams in the country. I, I really like this Oklahoma team. They're going to finish the season. I, I think next week they'll turn a corner and I'll move them up. Okay. Uh, this has been the NFL. Well, this has been the college football. We'll do some NFL previews coming up after the break. This is Start Your Sunday, KCU 88.1 FM. In Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Over the past year and a half, you may have spent more time with the youth in your life but have you really been connecting? October is Let's Talk Month, so take this opportunity to connect with the young people in your life using Connect With Me, a free resource from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Head to health.mo.gov slash connect or follow us on social media for conversation starter cards, resources, and weekly activities. This message brought to you by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Hey Mizzou fans, did you know that Mizzou has the best fans in America? Well, it's true. We treat other teams as players and fans with respect, we carry ourselves with class and dignity, we cheer loudly for Mizzou, and we take pride in our choices. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. Welcome to KCNU 88.1 FM. This is Start Your Sunday. Hello. I was scrambling to sign Alexander Madison in fantasy as it was just announced that Dalvin Cook will be out today with an injury in their game against the Detroit Lions. Everyone's scrambling. To I'm sign not scrambling. Harrison Vatnick, Jonathan Lidskin joining us on this wild Sunday after the events that unfolded yesterday in college football. Now we got to talk a little NFL. Let's start with a rematch of a good playoff game from a year ago. Not great. Chiefs, Bills. 
They played last year in Arrowhead in the AFC title game. The Bills went up 9-0. Kansas City went on to score like 38 unanswered. Won that game, I think, 38-21. This Bills team's a little different. They're 3-1 so far this season. They've won three in a row since kind of a throwaway game against Pittsburgh. And now they have a chance to kind of put Kansas City 2-3. and three, Who They've lost a couple games. They lost to Baltimore on the road. They lost at home to the Chargers. Now a chance for them to kind of show that they are the class, the cream of the crop in the AFC. Do the Bills go to Arrowhead and win today? Yeah, I think they do. I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC right now. And at the end of the day, the, the Chiefs aren't going to be able to get stops against this team, no matter the environment. And the Bills, while it's very st- tough, obviously, to stop the Chiefs' offense, they will get stops from, from, from now and then. So, yeah, I think Josh Allen has a monster game today. And beats Patrick Mahomes for what I believe will be the first time in his career. Yeah, he's owned two. They played last year on a weird Monday night where it was rainy. The game got canceled. The game got moved for Thursday to Monday, and it was a weird weather game. And Clyde Edwards-Helaire ran for like 150 yards. Yeah. Uh, so now he has a chance. He's going to Arrowhead. I I originally was picking the Bills. I've kind of backtracked a little. I think Kansas City's not going to win this game. I think this is a game kind of they get up for. Ugh. But like, I don't feel like. I have no idea what's going to happen. I think Kansas City gets up for this game, but like I also said that happened against Baltimore. I I think they're a better team than the Bills. I think the, I think the defense is going to struggle. I think it comes down to a shootout. I trust the I trust the Chiefs offense. The Bills haven't really played too many the the quarterbacks they've played in the last 3 weeks is Jacoby Brissett. They played Davis Mills uh week 3, who did they play? Another there was another bad quarterback on that list. This is it's a big test for for Kansas City. I think they're going to do the job. They're going to Step up, get the job done. Big game from Holmes today. Not because I traded him from in fantasy this week, but I I think that he, he this is the kind of a game where Holmes throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, it, it very well could could happen. Like this is gonna be a, a wire to wire game. I, I feel like, but I like I said, I think the Bills will get a couple key stops, and I don't trust the Chiefs' defense one bit. I think th- this team has some soul searching to do right 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 now, and. Tonight will be further evidence of that. Yep. One of the games I'm most looking forward to today, from Los Angeles, Chargers-Browns. I think this Charger team is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I'm with you on that. that I think this Charger team can make it all the way back to SoFi Stadium in middle of February, February 13th, 2022, I believe is the date of the game. They're playing on the Browns, who a lot of people think are a Super Bowl contender. I am not... As high on them as other people, I think they're a good team. Good, not great. This is a huge test for the Browns. They're going into SoFi. They're playing the Chargers, who they ended the Raiders' undefeated season on Monday. It's a little bit of a short week, but staying at home. I love what Justin Herbert's done. I love this offense. I think the Chargers win today by double digits against Cleveland. What do you think? Wow, double digits. Yeah. I think 24-14. I, have, <clears throat> I think I picked the Chargers, but, but by no means by double digits. Like It's still a Browns team that has one of the best pass rushes in the league. Paired with a really good secondary that is finally healthy. They finally got all their pieces together. I think Baker Baker outplaying Herbert is not something you should be banking on today. I think the Browns, to win this game, will have to run the ball extremely well. And I know the Chargers really don't have a home field advantage, but in a close game, I'll take Herbert over Mayfield any day of the week. And the the rumors about Baker being injured— 
the, the injured left shoulder. I don't know how healthy he really is. I think this Chargers team is really good, man. I, I don't know if they're they gonna, are. I don't know if they're going to win the division. If they win today, they have two. If they win today and Buffalo wins today, they have, they're two games up on Kansas City with head to head. Yep. It's it's a real possibility that this Charger team can head things in the right direction. I, and they still get to play them at home, right? One yeah, more that's, time. That's later in the year. I'm really excited about this Chargers team. The game I'm actually I lied. The game I'm most looking forward to, the last undefeated team in the league. In Glendale, the Cardinals 4-0 taking on the 2-2 San Francisco 49ers. The first career start for my man Trey Lance. And I think the Niners are going to win this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, picking, I'm with you on that. I'm picking the 49ers not just to cover the 5.5. Trey Lance will win in his NFL debut against a shaky Cardinals defense. Trey Lance will expose him. He's going to run for over t- he's gonna throw for over 200, run for another <coughs> 75, 80 yards. Big game today. I know they're without George Kittle. They have the running backs back. Um, Je- or not Jeff Wilson. What's... Uh, Eli Mitchell's back. They have Trey Sermon. Good receiving core. think a little bit of a sluggish performance for the Cardinals. I think they won their Super Bowl last week against the Rams where they, they had never beaten uh, Sean McVay since he'd been the head coach. Like They win that game. They have a big celebration at SoFi. I think it's a little bit of a hangover loss. They yeah. used today at home to San Francisco by a field goal. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. I think the 49ers are really due for a, bit, a big game. They lost that one to, that tough one to Seattle last week. Um, I think this division's actually really even all around. And they're all just going to beat up on each other. We see Seattle beat San Fran and then lose to L.A. We see L.A. lose to the Cardinals and then beat Seattle. So I think it's much of the same. I don't really think the Cardinals are going to pull ahead in any sort of fashion. So, yeah, I think I think the 49ers getting five today on the, on the road is a joke, and I think they win the game outright. Let's talk about the biggest game in the state of Texas this weekend. Giants and Cowboys. Just kidding. This is like the third biggest game in the state. Jesus. If, you, if you don't count high school football, there are probably some bigger games in this. <laughs> Daniel Jones, kind of a must win for the Giants last week against New Orleans. They were 0-3. They had a huge comeback in the fourth quarter. Rallied, went to overtime, won the game, won the touchdown. Take on Dallas, 3-1. They look like one of the top four best teams in the NFC. I'm really high on this Cowboys team. I, I've said this on the show a couple times this year. I'm, I picked the Cowboys to win the NFC East every year for the last decade. This That included after two years, after teams in that division had won the Super Bowl. I I am... I fall into the Dallas Cowboy trap every year. But, man, I think I fell into the right trap this year. I think this team is so good. I think this team— I think you did, too. I, I, I'm really—Michael Parsons is a dog. He is having an amazing season. Trayvon Diggs, we'll talk a little more about him later. I like this Cowboy team a lot, but can they beat the Giants at home today? Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are going to end up winning this division, like, what, early December? Like, with four or five weeks to go in the regular season, they're going to have this division clinched. It's always fun when NFC East teams no matter meet no matter how bad or good the division is. Uh, Cowboys Giants obviously you got a historic rivalry there, but yeah, the, the Cowboys are a much better team. Like I, I think this is a, a blowout. Like the only re- reason I think really the Giants stay in this is because of the rivalry, because it's a division yeah. matchup. Yeah, like the, this this Cowboys team is. Light years better than any other team in their division. I, and I fell into the trap of picking Washington to win the division at the Never. beginning of the year. Jack Del Rio, I have absolutely no idea what he's doing with that personnel because they have the best personnel defensive unit in the league and they can't figure it out. The Giants don't have the best defensive personnel in the league. No, no, Washington. Oh, okay. I was, yeah. ta- I was talking about how I sure. fell into a trap picking Washington yeah. to win the division. Does Washington play today? The Saints. Oh, they're at, they're at home, but they'll probably lose. You want to pick that game right now? Who do you got? New Orleans. Look at the other way. I think Washington wins. I think the, the Jameis Yo-Yo or the Jameis Seesaw. It's one game he's really high. The next game, unfortunately, the the one I went to, we like had 
went to like throwback Jameis where he broke out of a sack and threw a crazy touchdown. High back Jameis. in the end zone to uh, was the Jawan Johnson catch it? It was some random. It was in the other. I was in the Patriots. Walk off touchdown. I was in the end zone and I was in the north end zone with Gillette. He threw a crazy one in the south end zone. It was tough seeing. I think it was Jawan Johnson. Uh, I think Washington wins at home today. I think the defense shows up. I think they force a lot of turnovers from Jameis. We see we see pick six Jameis today. I think Washington twenty three seventeen. Okay. Miami and Tampa. I'm very excited for this game. Oh, this game's. Why do I keep thinking this game's in Miami? Okay. I don't know. I, I gotta change one of my four downs then. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> Miami going to Tampa. I could have sworn they played in Miami. What? When they played. No, this, okay, this game is in Tampa. In 2013, they played on a Monday night game in, in I, Tampa. I can confirm. I'm looking right now. It says Raymond James Stadium. I, I know. No, I'm just thinking. I, I don't remember when they played four years ago. I do know when they played eight years ago. Uh, Miami. Uh, Lost was the first team to lose to Tampa Bay that year, but that's a completely different story. Uh, God, what is Zach Wilson doing sometimes, man? Zach Wilson threw the ball seven yards behind the line of scrimmage when he didn't need to. Whatever, back to Dolphins, uh, Buccaneers. I don't think I've ever been less interested in a national TV game. I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> Dolphin, uh, Tampa Bay minus 10 is the lock of my week, so everyone should just put your bank accounts on Miami. I, uh, Tampa Bay is my favorite pick today. They're going to rock the Dolphins at home. So, Miami can't figure out the quarterback position. Devontae Parker also out today. Devontae Parker's no out. No Will Fuller either. Their defense is war- a lot worse than it was last year. Their offensive line's terrible. This is this might be the most embarrassing performance at Raymond James Stadium since Willie Taggart coached there. So, um, <laughs> Willie Taggart down in Boca now. I, I they lost yesterday to uh, someone bad. I will take Tampa. UAB? Tam- huh? FAU lost to UAB yesterday. Tough loss. For the UAB's Owls. good. Granted, they didn't have a football program like four years ago. But that's a, that's a moot point. Uh, I will take Tampa this game. Pick a number between thirty and forty-five to seven. My issue is Tampa doesn't have corners, but Miami doesn't have receivers. <laughs> and Miami doesn't have a quarterback either. Like Tampa's gonna be fully zoned, but like their quarterback too is Ross Cockrell. I'm not sure how he's gonna stay with Jalen Waddle, but I'm not sure Jacoby Brissett's gonna find Jalen Waddle unless he's like <laughs> on the sideline when he's gonna have to throw it away when he's getting pressure from Pierre Paul. You know what? Doubling down, Tampa wins by 20 today against Miami, 27 to seven. Yeah, I agree with you. I gotta change that four downs, man. Uh, Eagles Panthers, give me a winner. Uh, interesting game. I think the Panthers b- bounce back from a bad last week and w- win this one. Panthers, I'll go by a touchdown, 24-17. I like this Carolina team a lot. Bounce back. They need this. I don't think the Eagles are that bad. Uh, they're bad. Like, I somehow think they're the second-best team in this division. Well, that's not really saying much, Sean. Uh, question for you right now. Over under 19 and a half wins in the AFC South this year. Oh, God, I have to do some math on that real quick. Um, who do the Titans play today? Oh, the Jacks. Jaguars. Someone has to win. Um, and that'll transition me into two. this game. This may be the worst. How many wins? What would you say, was? 19 and a half? Yeah. It'll be over, but it'll be close. It'll be like, I think twenty-one, something like that. I it's. <laughs> I gave. Not, how did Tennessee lose to the? the I'm watching the Jets right t- now. Tennessee's gonna lose today, to Jacksonville. Wait, Urban Meyer revenge game. Well, I mean the players don't care. Like yeah. And 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 second of all, t- Tennessee still don't, doesn't have Julio or AJ Brown, right? AJ Brown's playing. AJ Brown is playing. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jacksonville's still gonna win this game. Okay, I'll go. I don't know. I have. I think this Tennessee team's awful. Sure, I'll go with you. Jacksonville gets their first win today. Urban Meyer steps up, big win. Uh, he, Urban Meyer kind of needs this one. I. I'm not sure he's gonna make it to the end of the year. He might, but 
I'm not sure this Tennessee. How did Tennessee lose to the Jets? I'm watching the Jets right now on the on our monitor. Zach Wilson, I'm not sure, knows what color team his jersey's wearing. <laughs> Why jersey his team is wearing. I'm looking at my pick em. Why did I pick the Jets this week? Because Atlanta was out like the top like four receivers. <laughs> I, I guess. What's like, little, third and 11 right now, the Jets had the ball to 19. We, Harrison, we could put together Wilson, a group of people from Elevate that could beat the Jets. Wilson steps up, throws. Did he catch it? That was a good throw. There's a flag. Oh, there's there a might flag. Be offensive pass interference. Elijah Moore caught it. He may have been out of bounds and came back in. Well, back to the games. Bears, Raiders, Liddy. You're Chicago Bears. I think the Bears hang around for a while on this one. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be close. Um, not having Montgomery hurts. He's, I think, a top 10 pure runner in the NFL at this point. Uh, I think the Raiders probably win this one. Fairly high-scoring game. Yeah, I like the Raiders. High-scoring, close game, 32-29. Uh, Carr has played really good. The Michigan-Nebraska score from yesterday. Ironically, Carr, Carr has played really well this year, and I'm not sure the Bears have the corners to match up with the Raiders receivers. I don't know who's guarding Darren Waller, but they're going to have— I mean, well, Jalen Johnson will guard on the outside. He's been one of the five best corners in the league this year. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have trouble guarding. I mean, he won't, he won't guard, there's, he there's won't guard Waller unless he lines up on the outside. Yeah, well, when Waller lines up on the inside, Danny Trevathan maybe? <laughs> it's going to be an issue. Big game from Darren Waller today. I like the Raiders to win by about three, four points. Uh, Lions-Vikings, give me a winner. Vikings by a lot. No Dalvin Cook, uh, Alexander Madison. I still think this Vikings team's good. Yeah, I like the Vikings 38-14. to 14. Let's spend a little time on this one. Battle of three and one teams, Packers-Bengals in Cincinnati. Liddy, you've had some choice words for the Cincinnati Bengals fans. I have. I think they're— Are they going to beat Aaron Rodgers today? No, they're not, unfortunately. I think they're a biased fan base. I like, listen, like, granted, I was wrong on this team. They're a lot better than I thought they were, but— do, do I think they're a playoff team? No. I, I don't even think they're that good of a team yet. They've just beaten the, – the teams they've beaten are combined 2-10, and 10 and they lost to the Bears. So take, take for that what you will. Um, I think the, it'll be a close game. The Packers are out. Jair Alexander. Zedarius Smith is going to play, I think, but yeah. he'll be limited in Boy, some can sort. Can he play defensive back? That's my question. Um. Burrow's going to have a huge day. I think it'll be close. When a close game comes down to it, give me the better coach and better quarterback. I'll take Green Bay. I'm 4-0 in picking the Bengals this year. I'm going to be 5-0 in picking the Bengals this year. They're going to beat Green Bay today. Who is guarding these? The Bengals have three very you good pick, receivers. You picked the Bears to beat the Bengals? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> the Bengals have... I don't remember that The Bengals have reason. three very good receivers, and the Packers have zero very good corners <laughs> playing today. Eric Stokes, Kevin King. Who else? Who else is lining up? Who's guarding Jamar Chase today? I don't know. Wait, if Eric Stokes is guarding him, it's going to go like it did in the— To be fair, Eric Stokes couldn't guard him in college. I was about to say, if Eric Stokes is guarding him today, it's going to go very similar to the 2019 SEC Championship, (laughs) where Jamar Chase was running running a track meet against the Georgia defense. To be fair, Georgia had stone hands out there playing receiver in that game. Yeah, they dropped touchdown early, didn't they? They dropped a bunch of passes. Whatever. Back to this game. And Pickens suspended. The Packers are going to get the Bengals are going to put pressure on the Packers. They have a good defensive line. Trey Hendrickson will give the pressure on Rodgers. The Packers are really high and they're winning against Pittsburgh last week. Uh, the Bengals at home, good home field advantage today. They're going to beat the Packers 31-27. I'm going to get that exact score right. 31-27. Cincinnati knocks off Green Bay. Late fourth quarter touchdown pass from Joe Burrow to T. Higgins. C.K. Higgins will catch a touchdown. Bengals win it 4-1. and one. Jake Circus will. I'm not sure what he's going to do if the Bengals are 4-1 and, and they beat Aaron Rodgers at home. Uh, well, Broncos-Steelers, give me a winner. 
Uh, this feels like a trap. <laughs> it, it, it feels like For a sure. trap, but I'm going to take the Broncos anyway because I think they're the better team. And, you know, I've been dogging it on Pittsburgh since last offseason. So I can't, I can't stop now. I'll go Broncos by 2, 23 to 21. I'll give you a winner, New England-Houston. Uh, I'll take New England. I think Houston's terrible. New England's got four starting offensive linemen in their number two corner. But I still think they're a much better team than Houston, Davis Mills. I think it's been closer than people think. I have New England. They're not going to score 30 points. They're not going to score 25 points. Uh, 23-13, 23-16, something in that ballpark. Low-scoring, ugly game. Basically every New England game ever. Tomorrow night, Baltimore Indy. Bal- Baltimore is really good. They'll roll them. Baltimore is, I think, a Super Bowl team in my mind. They're, I think they're gonna, Right now, they're my pick to win the AFC. Uh, they are going to run all over Indianapolis tomorrow, 41-17. Do we hit on everything? Yeah, I think so. Four downs? Lead us off? Yeah, br- breakout players first or after? Uh, we'll do breakout player after. Okay. <clears throat> you want to start? Uh, you go first. Reduce. Okay. Pull it up real quick. All right, ready? Yeah. All right. First down, no Jair Alexander for Green Bay. Which, which Bengals receiver takes advantage of it and catches the most passes today? Jamar Chase. Second down, AM beats Bama yesterday in one of the biggest upsets we've ever seen. Of the two double-digit favorites today, which has the better chance of pulling the upset between the Dolphins and Lions? Oh, man. Lions. Third down, Oklahoma scored 55 against Texas yesterday. Give me how many points former OU quarterback Baker Mayfield's Browns will need to beat the Chargers today. They're going to need 38. Uh, no, I said 24-14. They're going to need 25. Okay. Uh, four, fourth down, three rookie quarterbacks have their first win already between Lawrence, Mills, and Lance. What quarterback is the most likely chance of getting their first win today? Trevor Lawrence. That's four downs. Three. Uh, let's go. First down, Kennedy Brooks ran for 217 yards yesterday for Oklahoma. Do former Oklahoma players Joe Mixon, Damian Williams, Ramondre Stevenson, and Kyler Murray combine for 217 today on the ground? Yes, they do. Second down, Tom Brady is 2-5 and five in his last seven games against Miami in the state of Florida. What is Brady's stat line today? I had to rephrase that one a little bit. I'll go 317, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Third down, Trey Lance averaged just about 76 rushing yards per game in college. How many does he run for today in his first NFL start? 72. Fourth down, does Trayvon Diggs, the NFL's leader in interceptions and forced turnovers, force a turnover today? That could be a fumble, forced fumble, fumble recovery, or interception against a quarterback who's turned the ball over most in the last two years, <laughs> Daniel Jones. They're playing Daniel Jones. He might have three picks today. That's four downs. Who's your breakout player today? Uh, Darnell Mooney for the Bears. A oh little, little bias there, but him and Fields seem to be forming some sort of connection there, and the Raiders are banged up at the secondary. I think he has a huge game today. I am going to go with... I don't want to do something with my fantasy team. Um, I'm going with Chargers running back Austin Eckler is going to have 10 catches today as well as 100 rushing yards. Wow. Uh, I think that's it for four downs. Anything else we got? No, we covered everything. Oh, Kyle Pitts just caught another pass. Jonathan Litzkin, Kyle Pitts, super fan. Falcons are beating the Jets right now 20 to 9. I'm uh, considering getting quickly cut. before we leave. We forgot to talk about it. Russell Wilson out four to six weeks. The Seattle season over. Yeah, it was, it was over whether he was hurt or not. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Start Your Sunday. Have an amazing day. We'll see you next week. Harrison and Jonathan signing off. See you next week.